Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still happening. Which is back in a big way. Yeah, back and better than ever. More than ever. I don't know if it's better than ever. Um, my name is Tom. It's Thursday. It's January 6th. It's 2022. It's 2022. I'm not an expert. It's 7.11 p.m. Yeah, 7.11 p.m. our time. My time and your time. Yes. Um, I'm Rat, and I'm also not an expert. I don't really know how conversational I'll be. Like, can we just yell? <laughs> can we just yell for this? As long as you, like, lean back from your microphone when you... Oh, it's bad. When you really have to yell. I see. I see. Yeah. Pro audio tips. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'll say on a, individually a lot better this evening than I was for the first part of the week. Like a lot of people, um, someone in my household tested positive for COVID earlier in the uh. week. And I had had a, a lot of trouble getting a COVID test after that. Um, and so this afternoon, I finally got back a negative COVID test. And it looks like it was only the one person in our household and no one else tested positive. But it's also like this uh, past past couple weeks has been big Omicron surge and no help. <laughs> yeah. No help and no resources to deal with. Yeah. How is your, uh, how's your housemate doing? Um, he's fine. It was uh, like not even something we were, that's the thing. We're at a point where it's like any headache or sore throat or anything is so hard to tell <laughs> if it's like a symptom or possible COVID. So he had a very mild case which seems to be like one of the things with omicron is that it's more transmissible but can be more mild and especially if you like are vaxxed and boosted yeah it seems to be milder on average but <laughs> but still deadly yeah to some yeah i mean like the thing we're right back to where in a way i mean it's good when things are less severe but it's like when so many people are getting COVID and like hospitals are so overwhelmed, it doesn't take a lot of people getting more serious cases to like have that really affect everyone's healthcare. My dad has a lot of like health conditions and I'm just hoping that like he does not have reason for any reason to like have to go to the hospital <laughs> in the next couple weeks just because like the standard of care, even with people doing their best right now, with things being so overwhelmed, I, I worry that it would not be as good an outcome if you are sick right now or you break an arm right now because of how overwhelmed everything is. Yeah, yeah. So the current current state of affairs is basically that cases across the United States are roughly triple or two and a half to three times what they were at the previous peak a year ago. Death counts seem to be holding relatively steady and hospitalization counts have ticked up. So I don't know. It's it's bad all around. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm really feeling the personal impact of the pandemic on people close to me in a way that I haven't really felt a lot before. Yeah. I think when we last spoke, one of your siblings, had they tested or been positive for COVID? What's, what's the like personal effect um, looking like for you right now? 
Well, so back in early November, my sister had had COVID, probably Delta at the time. And then more recently, my other sister who was visiting from California with, with her boyfriend had, they didn't test positive, neither of them did, but some of his relatives did. But it seems to me that in the past week or so, it's just been a constant stream of hearing, oh, this person has it, that person has it. My mother is a school teacher and it's just been rampant throughout the school, I think, the whole seventh grade has to be completely remote right now. Several of my friends who live in Massachusetts have been infected and are dealing with mild symptoms, relatively mild symptoms, but a lot of fatigue. And someone I work with, she and her her whole family are infected, including her very, very young children. Apparently her mm-hmm. two-year-old is really suffering right now. You know, everyone is getting tested more to the extent that they can. And I'm finally starting to notice maybe in the last two or three days that local businesses and organizations seem to suddenly be taking things a lot more seriously than they have. I think they're kind of fine. people are finally getting shaken a little bit out of the complacency that's that settled in over last summer, mm. which is, that's a very good thing in my opinion that they are. Like my apartment building just, just slid notices under our doors this afternoon, letting us know that like the leasing office is, you know, you have to wear a mask. And they're strongly encouraging people to wear a mask in the hallway of the buildings, which is not an encouragement they've made over the past year yeah you know th- things like that it's hard because uh it's sort of like it's very reactionary at least um things that i seem to be noticing um with like my sister's husband who does teach in a school system they have promised that they're gonna give every teacher a n95 mask maybe one they're getting to start providing them and my workplace is maybe going to shift to basically a kind of schedule they can do if they become very short-staffed that they had only done right at the start of the pandemic and had stopped doing but the things that I'm reading about that seem to be like most effective right now and that could like stop the worst of things and and what are they what 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 is our mantra from long ago to flatten the curve Mm. um all like all of those things seem so delayed like the ability to access covid testing we would need it like right now and weeks ago to like be making a difference because no one's contact tracing no one's like able to have that knowledge when it's actually you know you're spreading COVID and would make a difference. And like nobody has the like access to N95 masks right now. It's like just starting to push, okay, even if you're vaccinated, you should be wearing a mask again. Even if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't be in crowded spaces eating again. And it's good, but it definitely feels like just dragging institutions to where it would be great (laughs) if you were there not now. <laughs> I mean, another thing that's that's kind of weighing on me is whether it's still okay to like see friends and family in person in small groups, mm-hmm. whether that's still okay. And I honestly don't know because I tend to usually once a week I will have dinner with my parents and I don't know. I have tentative plans to go there on Saturday, but maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> it just seems like everyone's getting this vexed people, people who are very careful. Just it's getting transmitted 
like wild. And here's a pretty big issue there is that when I go home with my parents, what we will often do is we will watch a movie, but because my parents are the kind of folks who like to get in bed at a reasonable hour, there's only time to watch half a movie. So last week we watched the first half of the film, The Avengers, and I'm just so worried that I'm not going to be able to go back and see the other half with them. And by the time I see it with them in a couple months, they will have forgotten everything that happened in the first half. So <laughs> this is the most pressing concern that weighs on my mind. No, that is... I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, you're right. The Your parents' uh, education in the... Um, MCU is very important. Yeah, I've, I've been indoctrinating them. And, um, you know, they got they got to track those references. They got to catch those callbacks. Like, what if they call back to something that was in the first half of the movie? And they're like, well, we watched that three weeks ago. Yeah, there's no way they'll get it. Yeah. Anyhow, I don't know what my work situation is going to be like over the next couple of weeks. The, the other thing I'm worried a lot about is we've talked a few times on the show about the Gallifrey One Doctor Who convention, which is in Los Angeles in February. Yeah. There's a big, great big question mark over whether that is going to happen. And there's also a big, great big question mark over whether it should happen, in my opinion. I think those are two separate questions. And then yet a third question is, if it does happen, will I be flying to Los Angeles to go to it in February? And these are different questions that I don't have an answer to any of them right now. Yeah. I mean, definitely, if you ask me right now, it feels bad to have a convention right now, but it is it is hard to predict. Yeah, I mean, one of the theories is that this is all going to peak as early as next week and then decline. And maybe that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems crazy to me, but lots of crazy things have happened in the past couple of years. And maybe a crazy good thing will happen. So basically what I've just decided to do is not to decide until later in the month because there's no benefit to canceling now for me. But mm-hmm. a whole lot of my friends at, who are going to the convention have pulled out of going and there does get to be like a critical mass where it's like, well, if a lot of my convention friends aren't even going to be there, then why am I bothering anyway? So who knows? We'll see. By the time this is released, the convention may already have happened or not happened. Yeah, it is. It is definitely hard to weigh that risk. It feels silly (laughs) to like, do you think you will get out of this not catching COVID? What do you mean by get out of this? Like get out of going to the convention or get (laughs) out of? I, I think like, I don't know. It's a new year, 2022. Do you think you will get out of 2022 without catching COVID? (sighs) I mean, it seems to me like there's a fatalist attitude that's descended on pretty much everyone, which is that, you know, oh, we're all going to get it at some point. Which to to me, maybe this is fatalist. Maybe to me, that makes me like more anxious in a way that like burns me out in the way I try and take precautions to screw fearlessly avoid things that could expose me to COVID. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Do you see it as a, as a like, resignation kind of thing? I don't feel that resignation. Mm. I feel a little out of step with other people around me who seem to feel that resignation. Mm. I, I don't want to get this thing because <laughs> it could seriously mess with my health. It could also have long-term effects. I haven't really heard much about the supposed long-term effects of Omicron, and the fact is we don't really know because... It's a new variant that hasn't had a chance to manifest its long-term effects. So even if I were to get it and it was like, oh, that knocked me over for a week and then I had to isolate and I was fine. I mean, that would not be the end of the world because I can do that. I can isolate. I'm not scared of that. I'm scared of A, passing it to someone else and B, the notion that it could have long-term negative effects on my health. So yeah, I don't want it. (laughs) I don't want this virus. (laughs) Hot take. COVID bad. However, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I think I could get out of this without um, 
without catching it because I don't go that many places except right now I'm going to work two days a week. But honestly, tomorrow I'm meeting with my boss and I'm going to talk about that with her. Talk about whether we can either reduce that to one day a week or zero days a week. Yeah. Until there's less of a panic around this Omicron variant. I don't know. Do you think you're going to get it? I, I think like my actions that I ride the bus to work and that I work with other people doesn't say that I want to catch COVID because I take a lot of precautions that I can, but I think it's like that sort of those actions (laughs) are like, yes, it is a possibility that I'm willing to risk kind of a thing. I don't want to get COVID, (laughs) but it is a kind of thing where it just feels like a matter of probability where if nothing is changing, you know, after a certain number of times rolling a dice of how many times I can ride the bus and how many times I can sit in the break room for a morning meeting when people are like with their masks off, drinking coffee and eating breakfast, mm. there there are only so many times that can go on before it may happen. Yeah. I mean, to put it in role playing game terms, like you said, rolling the dice, you know, any precaution you can take is going to be a modifier on your die roll. So like a, like a minus chance to get COVID. But if you're rolling the dice so many times. <laughs> and I'm rolling the dice. Then that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I think there is a way, I don't know, for me that I still think even knowing that there are things that I'm like not resigned, but maybe I am resigned. Like, I I don't know if that makes sense. It's just like, there are things that in a perfect world I would want to be doing. Like I would want to always be eating my lunch outside, or I would want to this, this past week when I knew that someone in my household had been exposed to COVID, I would have wanted to stay home the whole week, but because of either, you know, my unwillingness not to risk my job or, you know, like to make a big thing about it that leads to a little bit more risk. I think I've lost my train of thought here, but it's like, Mm. I feel like I can only take so many actions and I'm taking those actions, but it's like, (laughs) there is a limit. I'm also a, a small elephant in the room is I'm really annoyed at Joe Biden a little bit mm. <laughs> being our president. Yeah. It's not the only one I'm annoyed at, but <laughs> is a good focal point for some of this uh, frustration. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's doing a very good job. I mean, I also don't personally feel like I know what a good job would look like, but I mean, I can look at what he's doing and say this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it, one commander thing- in chief. That is my that is my attempt to force a title for the episode. One thing, um, maybe I'll make it my personal action, Rat's personal action item homework for Rat. So when I was a senior in high school, I took U.S. government, but I took fancy AP U.S. comparative government, oh. where we learned about the United States government, but also five other countries governments and compared and contrasted all year. And one thing I had meant to do and would like to do is look again at those other countries that we studied and see like, hey, how are you all doing uh, right now with COVID? Because one of the countries uh, we looked at was China. And at least by numbers, China has taken a very different approach, (laughs) Mm. for example, to combating COVID than the United States. Yeah, that that is a good action. I don't know if I'm going to do that. So that can be just a red action item. I was like really acknowledging the passage of time um, because there was a time when, of course, I'm going to know forever and the rest of my life all these other countries that I spent a whole year comparing the governments. 
of, but um, I had to like confirm with a friend who was also in the class, like what those other countries were. <laughs> I've forgotten Iran. We did Iran, Great Britain, Nigeria, Russia, and China as our other five countries. And there was a time when I could have told you so many, <laughs> so many things about all of those uh, countries' governments. And these were the contemporary governments, right? Yes, it was. it was very much like, how did they get to their contemporary government? And then like probably implicitly, here's why U.S. democracy is very good and we're doing a great job. Yeah, that sounds a lot like the uh, comparative religions class I took at a Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was an interesting class. Also, the first teacher for that class, she was offered another job in the middle of the year um, to, I think at that time, it would have been the Obama administration to work for education on, on a federal level for the Obama administration. And she did take that job. So we did have a long-term sub for the remainder of the year. Oh, wow. I feel caught right now in a like everything, like you said, it feels right now, this is kind of the most personal knowing people getting COVID. It's very, very personal and it, having that experience of this pandemic, but also it, it's bad. <laughs> It's a very bad personal individual experience right now. And so trying maybe to distance a little bit by kind of like seeing more of the like trends and systems that I have even less control over than my personal, you know, social circles and things like that and using that as a way. Yeah, my sort of anxious fixation on numbers and data has been pretty much US focused, mainly because that's what's most readily available to me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, maybe there's there's wisdom to be gained from what they're doing in other lands. <laughs> yeah. Something to consider, I guess. Yeah. America, not the only country? Certainly not. How was your uh, new year? I had a quiet new year at home. I can't tell you much of what I did, but I can tell you that I went to sleep <laughs> at 10 p.m. and slept my way into the new year. How about you? I had a nice kind of night in with a Zoom party, basically. I was on the Zoom call from maybe 7 o'clock p.m. to 10 p.m. And then I got off the call and just wanted to kind of chill out on my own and read. Mm. And then I read for like an hour and a half. And then I got back on the Zoom call for the countdown, by which point I was just completely ready for sleep. Yeah, this is very different from um, my uh, niece's New Year's Eve, which maybe I had talked about at other New Year's. But one thing I used to do was every time it was New Year's, line up 12 various size like basketballs and tennis balls and whatever on the couch and then do my own like ball drop at midnight um and we don't in my house in pittsburgh like we don't certainly we don't have the right number of assorted like balls for this and we don't have a sturdy enough couch for this it's just it's not workable but my nieces got to carry the tradition on i think my sister had them do like a you can play a youtube video that will like be a like mock countdown mm. okay you, you you're allowed to play a, a video at any time, I guess, is what I'm saying. They didn't do this at midnight. They did this at, like, the kid bedtime or when that process began at, like, 7 p.m. And they, like, danced around the living room and dropped a lot of balls and threw stuff in the living room to get their excitement out. <laughs> so th I feel like that's the people I know who had the most wild New Year's Eve. Mm, that is, Couldn't um, be me. Yeah, that's nice that they carried the tradition on. Yeah, it is nice. And it's also nice that they didn't feel bound by the clock because 
a year is any period of 365 days, which can, so that can start at any moment. And at any moment, you can just declare that, all right, I'm starting a year now. So true. Do you want to talk action items? We can talk action items, which I don't have written down from last time. So I rely on you. I believe there were two. Mm-hmm. And I think one was play a game and one was make a goal. Whoa. Okay. Does that sound right? That feels right. I don't know if I had also instructed myself to get a calendar. I That was from previous. I'm still riding the high of I have a calendar. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so I ordered a calendar which has not yet arrived in the mail, but I'm actually very excited about this calendar. It is a page a day calendar that is an RPG that you progress through. Like you make a character sheet on one of the calendar pages and then you progress through like fighting monsters and going on a quest and stuff like that. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So I am excited to get started, but I have, I will have a week to catch up on because it's arriving tomorrow. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, a year is, (laughs) you're going to be so behind. Your adventure has started. (laughs) It's supposed to be like a few minutes every day. Okay. So I can set aside an hour over the weekend to to really get caught up with the, the grand adventure. Yeah, I, I that I can't remember time. Oh, time is hard. I was going to say, that's what I did on New Year's Eve. I watched my friends play a video game, but I don't know if that's true. I can't verify that. So I vicariously played a game. I played many games because I'm always playing games, you know, <laughs> mind games. Yeah, that's what I always say about you. <laughs> Yeah, with my with my family, we we played Quiplash. Are you familiar with Quiplash? Only generally, okay. it's one of those party style games. Yeah, yeah. We also played a uh, trivia board game called Half Truth, mm-hmm. which was fun. And then I played stupid mindless games on my phone as well. <laughs> Did you make any goals for the new year? Not specifically for the new year. I'm still mm. sort of continuing with old goals, old mm-hmm. non New Year goals. But I do think that it's nice to have. Mm goals and imagine a future (laughs) still still think it's good i have several goals for for 2022 and i'm going to share a couple of them one of them is that i want to write fiction again this year which is something that i haven't really done much since i was young and i've been feeling for the past couple of years like oh i should get back into that but then i haven't actually acted on that like i just said oh, that's something maybe maybe tomorrow like and i have some kind of numerical goal that i don't i don't care to share about <laughs> like I, i've quantified it in a certain way like i will know when i have reached the goal but yes i would like to do that this year that is one of my goals another one is to get more involved in my local community. And I don't really know what that means. Like, I haven't yet defined that, but I plan on defining that. It sounds good. Hopefully soon. Yeah. And then doing it by the end of the year. That doesn't sound very smart goal of you, but it does sound like a good a good goal. Smart well, goal being the acronym that... <laughs> it is. It is an intention to create a smart goal. Yeah. What does it stand for? special <laughs> so here's the thing with here's the thing with smart goals is that yeah. i have heard from multiple different people multiple different versions of it yeah like so i i actually special, don't think it means it. marketable <laughs> accurate i think it's specific measurable i don't remember what a is t is for timely yes or timely or time bound yeah risky i think is one <laughs> i don't know who knows but yeah my, my goals will be all of those things and more they're just not there yet i'm still working on yeah do you want to propose action items for the coming arbitrary period um i did and i think i still do i think maybe this has been an action item before but stop doing something this is an inaction stop pick something you are doing in your life and stop doing it Hmm. 
Okay. For how, for how, how long do I have to stop? Maybe forever. Just stop and see what happens. Okay. Okay. All right. My action item will be to, uh, my, my action item will be, I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I don't have one. My action item is don't get COVID. Don't get COVID. (laughs) Don't get COVID. And between now and the time we record, this is my big challenge to you. Can you go a week or two without getting COVID? I think that's good. Yeah. There, there's a place for long-term goals. And then there's like these little fun mini challenges of go two weeks without getting COVID just for fun. Maybe 2022 will be a year of anti-goal, negative, inactive goals where you, instead of doing things, you don't do them. Yeah. As part of my annual goals, I did not add in not getting COVID because <laughs> even even though that is kind of like a goal in the sense that it's like, it is an aim. Um, I don't think it's something that I can actually work toward. I think that if I get it, then it will probably be through no fault of my own. Yeah. And that's, I guess, as good a place as any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, emotionally, where are you at? I feel better at the end of this conversation, but still a little weird. Yeah, well. Than when we started. (laughs) Yeah, I think I feel weird in a different way. I don't know. Yeah. Probably a better version of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's no getting out of this without being at least a little changed and a little weird. Yeah, no, you're right. It's already started. You're right about that. Entering year three of the pandemic. Yeah. I guess until next time, then one of the things I'm going to be doing is staying distant. And one of the things I will be doing is going the distance. 